Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Online podcast. It is a midweek edition of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, senior analyst for BOL, with you. And I'm joined today by Hank South, outstanding recruiting analyst for us there at BOL. And it projects to be perhaps a busy stretch to close out this week. We'll get into that with Hank coming up in just a little bit. But first, let's welcome Hank onto the podcast. Hank, how you doing, my man? Hey, Travis, I'm good. How are you? Uh, Just kind of watching you and Tim Watts right now because we're sort of in this tenuous situation with whether or not we're going to have a college football season. Uh, The Big 12 with some potentially good news on Tuesday night, deciding to sort of stay the course for now. The SEC has taken that approach, the ACC as well. We know the Big 10 and the Pac-12 are out. And speaking of the Big 10, Big news on the recruiting front on Tuesday as the Ohio State Buckeyes saw a rather large decommitment on the defensive side of the ball. And a guy, I guess, Hank, that Alabama has had some ties with in the past and uh, comes from a program that Alabama has had some pretty good success with, not only in the past, but in this most recent cycle. Yeah, and talk about a, just a brutal day for Ohio State. Um, you know, you, you learn your season's canceled, and then uh, one of your top commitments in, in Timise Adelaide decommits from the program. Um, borderline five-star. He's actually in the 24-7 sports composite. He's ranked the number 30 overall player. He doesn't have that official five-star numerical grade yet, um, but obviously, you know, among the top 32 players in the country, he's up there in that five-star range. Um, he reopened his recruitment. And it's it's an, it's going to be interesting to track because uh, this time last year, maybe you know last June during camp season, uh, Tunmisa Adelaide uh, visited Alabama. He camped, um, and after that trip, he said it was the best college visit he'd ever been on. Um, he named Alabama his leader, and all signs looked like Alabama was the team to beat, and you know possibly even maybe about to get an early commit from, from him. Um, he, he held off Bama stayed, you know, right there at the top for him. Ohio state joined that mix. Um, and, and you know, Texas A&M was in it. Florida was in it. Uh, but it, it kind of seemed like an Alabama, Ohio state thing. Um, he came back for the LSU Alabama game in Tuscaloosa in November, um, was still saying Bama was tied atop his list with Ohio state. Um, and then as we entered the spring, Ohio State went on that big recruiting run um, in, in March and April. He joined the class then. Um, and, and then, you know, fast forward a few months later, he reopens his recruitment. And now it kind of looks like those same teams back in the picture for him. Um, Alabama, Florida, um, which kind of picked up some momentum for him after he made the move to IMG Academy. But an interesting note, he's actually back home now in Katy, Texas, 
Um, he, he, I'm not sure if he's decided if he's going to sit out his senior season or play for his original high school, Katie Tompkins. Um, I'm, I'm not sure he's come to that, um, decision yet, but he is, um, at back in Katie. So that, that's a kind of a interesting, you know, note to his recruitment right now. Um, and then Texas A&M is also in the mix and obviously has, has the proximity to, uh, to college station and, and Katie going for him. So it'll be interesting to track. I, I don't think he's in a huge rush to make a new commitment. Um, I actually have a crystal ball pick in for Alabama from back in the summer of 2019. Uh, I, I put it on five confidence right now. I, I think it's too soon to, you know, move it anywhere else. Um, just with, with Alabama, Florida and A&M kind of being the main, main schools to keep an eye on. Now, Hank, positionally he projects as an outside linebacker is that correct uh 6'3 250-ish I guess what what are we talking about from a position aspect with Adelaide because if that is the case I mean we know in the 2020 cycle Alabama absolutely knocked it out of the park or at least we think it did uh with edge defenders uh and you look at this 2021 cycle you already have a guy like uh Dallas Turner and a couple of other commitments that could be swing guys that could cross train play inside play outside what about from that perspective with Adelaide you know I think he's going to put on some weight I think he's going to play uh, defensive end he played a little bit lighter as a junior um, but I think I, you know I don't have a, an updated verified weight on him you know with the, this camp season being kind of crazy uh, but I, I think you know he, he's going to project as at the end position um, and you know yeah you look at that frame potentially you know he gets to a, to a campus they they kind of change course and, and maybe he goes that outside linebacker role, but you know, he has that frame. I think he can add some weight. Um, he, he's a really strong tackler. He's a tackler. He's a really strong kid. Um, and so I think that's kind of, um, you know, where, where, um, where he's, he kind of projects with Alabama if he were to, to come to the program. And I guess you could say the same, even for Dallas Turner. I mean, these yeah. are guys that until you get them in a collegiate power five elite nutritional system, uh, in a strength and conditioning program, although uh, programs at, at places where Turner and Adelaide have been are certainly uh, well above average for the high school level, it's it's hard to project in some instances. And it's a good th- it's a good thing if you're Alabama. It speaks to that versatility that we know Nick Saban and his staff uh, look for so much. Keeping it on the defensive side of the ball, we've talked a lot about the corner position in recent podcasts, really over the course of the podcast during this cycle uh, at that position, because right here in state, you have one of the very best in the country in Jaquincy McKinstry. You also had some news here in the last few days with one of Alabama's targets committing to the university of Florida. Um, So where do we sit there? And, and obviously some potential news even coming up this weekend, I guess at corner. Yeah. uh, Jaquincy McKinstry uh, that I feel like there's like, 10 different levels to this recruitment, you know, early on he's, you know, he's playing at Pinson Valley. He's under head coach, Patrick Nix, obviously the former Auburn quarterback playing with uh, Bo Nix, now current Auburn quarterback. So you got that Patrick Nix goes to central high school in Phoenix city. Sam shade takes over the Pinson Valley program, former Alabama defensive back. And then uh, news came out last uh, earlier this week that, um, that Chris Davis is now the cornerbacks coach, the former Auburn, uh, obviously kick six, uh, stand out. Infamy. Infamy. Kick six infamy. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that's kind of just that new, new, 
<laughs> factor to this recruitment we're watching. Obviously, you would think, you know, looking at it, you think the head coach that has the Alabama ties probably outweighs the quarterback's coach that has the Auburn ties. But that, that's just something we're watching. Then you factor in uh, basketball. He wants to play uh, basketball at the next level. All three of his um, finalists are recruiting him for that. Um, Auburn now is recruiting him um, kind of to play wherever he wants. Um, wide receiver, cornerback. Um, obviously, I think Quincy has has some interest in in playing on the offensive side of the ball. So he's kind of, you know, um, you know, whatever he wants to do at Auburn, that kind of seems to be the pitch at this point. Um, Alabama has obviously recruited him as a, as a defensive back. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if they'd be open to him switching sides of the ball. You know, some, we, we hear kids talk about that. Um, you know, Nick Saban giving him that option, but, you know, give it, telling them, you know, where they might be best suited for NFL wise. Um, we've seen that in the past. Um, so there's different, different uh moving parts here with uh with jaquincy mckinstry i think the biggest question is you know when is he going to announce you know i think the longer this recruitment goes on i think the better for alabama i've talked to several different people that that would agree with me there as far as you know if this thing goes to signing day or even you know later in the fall um it, it gives him a better chance for him um auburn you know if he were to make a decision um this month which some think he might you know he's even said he wants to make a decision possibly before the start of the season i think that might play to auburn's favor a little bit um with kind of the, the push they've been making lately and then talking to people on the auburn side they're saying watch out for lsu so there's i mean it's uh I, i'm not sure he's truly leaning any which way um, so that's why I think the longer it goes on, the better it plays for Bama because it's going to give them more time to recruit them. Um, you know, get potentially get them back on campus. Um, we'll see how, you know, fall sports happen, you know, maybe see a basketball game or something later this fall, um, or early next year. But, uh, yeah, a wild recruitment. Um, I'm, I'm sticking with my Bama pick right now. I don't think it's really, I mean, I'm on six confidence. I lowered it a little bit last week, um, from eight. I think I started it out too high. Um, but you know, I think Bam is a safe pick right now, but I could absolutely see why someone would think Auburn as well. seems like it's tough to read the cards of any of the top corner prospects for this 2021 cycle. Jason Marshall, uh, Miami product uh, included in that group. There was talk about Alabama. There was talk about Miami. And then he comes out late last weekend and commits to the Florida Gators. So that's another one, I guess, Hank, that hasn't been easy to solve as well. Yeah, um, uh, I think all the buzz was towards Miami at the beginning of August. And prior to that, it was it was an Alabama Florida race. Um, you know, I, I never budged on putting a pick in for Alabama. I, ju- I just thought, you know, w- with Florida, how important of a recruit he was. I, I just thought they, they, you know, there was confidence on the Gators side. I, I thought that was still just the program to watch. There wasn't totally sold on Alabama trending. I thought Bama, you know, certainly was making a move for him and, and, and certainly high in play for him. I just was never really ready to pull that trigger on the crystal ball. And I'm glad I didn't because he obviously <laughs> committed to Florida um, after that kind of late Miami buzz. We'll see if that one continues. I mean, I'm, I would imagine Bama's going to continue to recruit him, you know, as long as he's receptive to that. Um, but yeah, kind of a, uh, I guess somewhat of a surprise. Um, but if you, if you look back at his recruitment, you know, Florida has always been there. So not like he, he, he pulled a shocker and like committed to like A&M or, or LSU or something like that, as far as, you know, how that recruitment's gone. You know, Hank, we talk about this pandemic and how it's thrown so much of the sport into flux, although recruiting seems to be as much as any other aspect of it, the most stable, uh, we have lost a lot of the sort of important junctures or stretches. Uh, we're still in a dead period. Who knows if that's even going to be lifted at any point. 
uh, leading up to the early signing date. But um, what are you sort of anticipating right now uh, in terms of early enrollees at Alabama? That's obviously become such a big part of the process. And do you think it's going to be uh, an easier decision or an easier process because of the pandemic to go ahead and make that move and become a, a January enrollee for a lot of these kids? Or do you think it's going to cloud it and perhaps make even that part of this stuff uh, tougher? I think it might cloud it a little bit um, just in the fact that guys are still kind of figuring out what's going to happen with, with their own football seasons. Obviously we've seen the delays in California and, and where, when their seasons are going to start. Um, I was talking to Damon Payne's uh, Damon Payne earlier this week, and I, I'm, I don't think they even know their, their season might be moved to the spring. He's not planning to enroll early, but he's going to have that decision to make, you know, does he want to play in the spring? Um, and, and you know, some guys are still figuring out whether or not they can enroll early because um, the school years have kind of been, um, uh, you know, messed up impacted. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Impacted big time. As far as I know, I know Ian Jackson has been working on, um, making sure, you know, he has everything squared away to where he can still enroll early. So guys are still kind of in that, um, discovery phase as far as, you know, uh, will they have the opportunity to enroll early? You know, when will their season start? Will they have a season? Um, will they be done in time? Um, so, you know, I, I think it, I don't think it's going to be this this crazy change from what we're normally used to. I think the guys that were planning to enroll early are still um, pretty much on track to enroll early. Um, you know, Ajay Hall plans to, the Brockermeyer brothers plan to, um, Christian Leary plans to. He even said, you know, Christian Leary told me earlier this week. If he if his season gets moved or, or pushed back, you know, he's still coming to Bama in January. So he's kind of already made that decision. Deontay Lawson uh, plans to enroll early. So we're still kind of figuring it out, um, you know, surveying all, all the commits, seeing what their plan is. But, yeah, there's just still a lot of unknown as far as, um, you know, how the season's going to be impacted. And, you know, as far as academic wise, um, will guys still have the ability um, and, and, you know, the credits to be able to to uh, enroll early and, and uh, make that move in January? Going to take a quick break here on the Bama Online Podcast when we come back with Hank South, recruiting analyst for us there at BOL. We'll talk quarterback for the 2021 cycle, and we'll also preview decision day for a couple of top tied targets on the defensive side of the football. Back with more of Bama Online Podcast right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And the Bama Online Podcast returns. Travis Ryer. Senior analyst for BOL, joined by recruiting analyst Hank South. Does a great job there for us on the website. Uh, so let's do it. Let's talk some quarterback. I, I, I see where you caught up with Luke Altmeyer. it looks like, Hank. The Florida State commitment here in the last few days. What did you get from him, and what is your sense about where Alabama may be looking to go at his position for this cycle? Yeah, the more, you know, I talked to Luke Altmeyer and, you know, tracked this recruitment early on in the spring. If you had asked me post Drake May, um, who 
Bama had the best shot with, I, I probably would have said Jalen Milrow. It just seemed like, um, sorry, my phone's ringing. It just seemed like that was the most um, logical choice, um, considering you know he was still talking to Alabama. He was actually saying Bama was number two in his recruitment, um, and that would be you know the school to watch should he open up his recruitment from Texas. Um, he has not done that yet. Obviously, he has not been able to take visits um, this spring, um, and it just seems like you know he's pretty strong with Texas right now um, from everything from uh, from the outside looking in. Um, Luke Altmeyer. Uh, he reported a Bama offer in early June and, and he's been in pretty consistent communication with the staff. We caught up with him this week. He's talking to Saban. He's talking to Sark. Um, and I'm sorry if people can hear that. My phone keeps ringing. He's talking to Sark and, uh, got an Adam Schefter moment oh here for goodness. poor Hank South. He's blowing up. Having that cell to, phone won't leave Hank yeah. South alone, but, Here's but a, Altmeyer, uh, a kid from, again, just up the road there, just across the road, uh, Starkville, Mississippi, which adds some intrigue to that yeah. because you have Mike Leach taking over there with that air raid offense right there in Altmyer's hometown. But based on what you're telling us, Hank, it sounds like Alabama is making a legitimate push right now for his services. Yeah, and I apologize about that. No, they are. And I was talking to uh, – we were talking to a couple sources this week um, that were familiar with the recruitment, and they, they really emphasized that Bama is definitely in this thing. You know, the kids get offers that are committed elsewhere, and they said, oh, you know, thankful for this Alabama offer. It's awesome. This this offer really means something to Luke Altmeyer, um, and, and I think it's really worth watching going forward. I think it, it, it could come down to, you know, can he get back – on uh, on campus at some point this fall for a potential official visit um i, I think if if they do reopen the uh, recruiting visit um period I, I i do think he'll get on campus I, I do think it'll it'll get that much more interesting but even if he doesn't he's been on campus twice already obviously he lives in starkville he's just down the road um if, if he wanted to he could he could go take a visit on his own and, and just check out campus and get the feel for it again um without meeting with the staff it, you know assuming they um extend the dead period. But this is, yeah, this is going to be something to watch. And, you know, you ask him how he feels about Florida state. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's very respectful to Florida state. He, I think he's still, um, uh, you know, he, he's happy with his commitment. Um, but he always mentions you don't want to burn any bridges with schools or close any doors, especially a program like Alabama is his quote. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to watch. I, I think, uh, you know, he, he's very much considering, Bama. He's also, you know, considering Ole Miss as well um, in the home state. So he's going to be one more tracking. You know, if I was, you know, had to make a pick for for quarterback in the class, I, I included Luke Altmaier in my original mock class this summer. I would I would keep him there. I, I think things are uh, still very much, um, you know, it, you know, Bama's still very much in play there. Yeah, I guess even in this dead period, you've you've noted that seems like kids are taking it upon themselves right now to get out and at least go check out towns and, and campuses and things like that, even though they can't have the interaction on campus or, or any of those things. So it's just kind of become a, an interesting facet of the discovery process, I guess, for a lot of these kids. And although, as you said, there there's kids in, in most instances, they've already been to places like Alabama or Clemson or Ohio state. Uh, and, and in a lot of those cases, it's, uh, it's uh, repeat trips in some form or fashion. Hey, as we let you get out of here on the Bama Online Podcast, Hank, decision days coming up this weekend for Michael Goodwine, a defensive lineman, and Kyrie Jackson, the junior college corner. Where does Alabama sit, in your opinion, right now with those two guys? 
Yeah, it's been kind of a boring August so far on the recruiting front after <laughs> after that the craziness of July. Um, you know, I think Bama's in good shape for both of them. Um, Monkel Goodwine, you know, I've always thought Bama had an edge for him, and he's even kind of hinted at it throughout the process. Um, at least the fact that he wants to play in the SEC. Um, Bama and Texas A&M are kind of the schools mentioned most. Clemson has kind of come on as of late, pushing real hard for him and, and is a school to watch. But I think Bama's in pretty good shape for Monkel Goodwine heading into Saturday um, when he puts out his uh, announcement. And he, he's a guy that plans to enroll early, so he's still on track for that right now. And then um, Kyrie Jackson, you know, uh, ever since he got that Bama offer early in the summer, um, it, you know, it, things kind of just changed in his recruitment. Up to that point, you know, there was a lot of talk about Oklahoma, a lot of talk about Oregon. Uh, but I, I think that Bama offer really meant something to him. He has ties to uh, the East Coast, the Trevon Diggs um, out there, obviously an area Bama recruits really well. But he's currently um, he, he's at East Mississippi um, Community College. And, you know, he's built a really strong relationship with Freddie Roach, who recruits there for Bama. Um, Carl Scott, who obviously would be his position coach if he came to Alabama. Uh, but I, I think there uh, Bama is probably um, in, in, in the best shape heading into Saturday. Um, I don't think, you know, he's made up his mind one way or the other yet. I think Oklahoma. Oklahoma is still in it for him pretty strong and, and you know he's he's looking at all his options but you know if I was making a pick today I'd, I'd say Bama there you go we're gonna let Hank South get back to that pesky phone of his man you know, because uh he's a busy dude and uh we always appreciate the time Hank absolutely thanks for having me Travis Hank South recruiting analyst for us at BamaOnline.com if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet it's very easy to do wherever you consume podcast whether it's stitcher google play itunes you name it subscription to the bama online podcast is as simple as a click leave us a rating and a review while you're there if you don't mind as well for hank south travis schreier thanking you once again for joining us here on the bama online podcast and of course right there at bamaonline.com join us on that premium message board the roundtable the destination for Crimson Tide fans everywhere. So long, everybody. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.